All right. Well, welcome, everybody. It is Monday morning. So excited to have everyone here. Today is the 28th, if I have my watch right, and uh, really just excited about today and what's happening already. You know, I, I look outside, and it's it's funny to recognize <laughs> the thoughts that go through my head. You know, during the whole year when it's hot in the summer, I'm I'm talking to myself about how much I want the snow and how how excited I am for the snow to come, and, and now it's here, and I'll tell you, I truly am. I'm so, I am so excited for the snow. I am so excited for what the snow brings and what it means. Uh, this, this whole holiday season is a time where we give ourselves, usually more than, more than other opportunities, we give ourselves the opportunity to really reflect um, on our families, on who we are, on what it is that we're doing in the world today. Um, but it's, it's also a time where I get to reflect on the time that I'm going to be spending on the slopes, <laughs> where I get to go snowboarding. I'm really excited for that, actually. I uh, love going up there and, and taking my son and, and uh, going up with family during the holiday season. So I'm really, really excited about that. But I wanted just to um, get the call started and, and start with a, a few items of business, just so that you know. Uh, we've got Mexico uh, that's coming up here this next week. And uh, we've got a lot of you that have opted into to participating with us there in Mexico. Um, Chris is, is actually, I think, heading out today uh, to kind of get out there a little early, get, get some things set up um, and, uh, and prepared. It's going to be a tremendous, tremendous opportunity for those of you that have chosen to, to participate in that event. It's going to be just amazing. So really excited for all the, all the fun that you're going to have, all the learning that you're going to have. It's going to be a tremendous, tremendous event. Um, We've also got uh, several other things happening this week. Actually, the uh, this this Friday and Saturday, the second and third, uh, we've got a Salt Lake Regional happening. Uh, we actually had one just this past weekend. Kirsten Moore and her group uh, did a tremendous event this past weekend. Uh, was from everything that I that I heard and and have have been able to read. It, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal event. And uh, as a matter of fact, before I move too far in the future. Kirsten, are you on the phone by chance? If you want to, if you want to, let me actually turn on. If you'll press star six, if anyone that was at the Salt Lake event, if you'll, if you'll go ahead and press star six this past weekend, I'd love to hear from anyone there. Again, if you're at the, the Salt Lake event this just this past weekend, the regional. I would love to hear from you. Love to hear your perspective on on how it was and how it went. Go ahead and press star six. All right, we've got uh, phone number ending in seven six seven one. Go ahead. Can you Hi, hear me, Stephen? This is Kara. Oh yes, I can. Go ahead. Um, I think you gave someone else permission to go first, so we'll go with her first. Oh sure, seven six seven one. Oh, yeah, that was Sherry, Sherry Garcia from my Hey, hey Sherry, how are you? Um, I'm great, thank you. We, um, awesome. Huh? Michelle went down and uh, participated in the Salt Lake Regional, and I was a team leader. Michelle was the angel, but my team, when we went to dinner the first night, they said, how do we get more of this? This is, everybody in the whole world needs this. Everybody should have this. This is phenomenal. This is just, and... Their mom, their, I had th- uh, 
three and a half generations, the grandma, two daughters, three granddaughters, and one is expecting. So that's why I said the half. But they, and the girls were quite shy, the granddaughters. The grandma, she, uh, Diane, she said she couldn't believe, at first she didn't break her board, and then she took a rest, and she came back, and then it was just like she tried one and then hit it just like it was melted butter. And she was just in awe. She said, I needed this so much. I can't wait to tell my husband how I broke a board. And I said, you did it. You rocked it. You know? And then she walked on glass the next morning. And she said, I so needed this. I have needed this. I have not had a voice. And I am strong. And they were just in awe of the spirit and her, and um, their, I don't know what religion they are, they're not LDS, but they were um, just amazed by the spirit that was there and the breakthroughs that they were able to have. It was just amazing. So I think Kirsten and her team and Sonia, um, Sandra Coons was just amazing as a team captain, and we do, I think we all benefited from that immensely. So thank you. Awesome. Sherry, thank you so much for sharing. I think we've got one more person here in the queue. would love to hear from you as well. Phone number ending in 4017. Go ahead. Kristen Barney. Hey, Kristen. How you doing? Good. So Mitch and I were able to go this weekend, and we had the opportunity to take his mom. And oh my gosh, it was just amazing. Seriously, amazing things happened there this weekend. I had the opportunity to angel. Mitch was a team lead. And Mitch's mom has been involved in energy healing and this type of thing for years. And she had breakthroughs this weekend that she never has come close to having. It was absolutely amazing. Wow, Kristen, thank you so much. How powerful is that? You know, I, the more I, um, more I take the opportunity to experience what it is that we do here, and really, this is for you know, for anyone who's you know just joining us maybe for the first time that has come to one of our events. You know, you had the experience. Uh, you've been there. You've you've had breakthrough. Um, this is something that really everyone needs. And, and, and I'm, I've gotten really clear with that. And although I, I know that, at least I believe it anyway, that everyone needs this, um, it's not for everybody. But when we find those individuals who are open for it, who are ready for it, who, who have prepared in certain ways and are, are coming for transformation, they receive it. And uh, it's just such a beautiful thing to witness. Thank you so much for sharing your experience there. Um, and, and Kara, you were, uh, you were there as well, is that right? Yeah, I had the opportunity to co-head facilitate with uh, Tracy Roberts, and it was it was really quite a sacred space. I'm I'm not sure I've really experienced anything quite like it, and um, I, I was able to participate in uh, in Lisa's arrow break. Lisa is Mitch's mom, and and to see this powerful woman 
um, so debilitated by fear and then just to face it head on and, and to break through that arrow and to break through some beliefs that have been haunting her for a very long time. It was such a sacred experience for me to be a part of that and what an honor that was. And and to watch Kristen and, and Mitch step into their power and, and get on stage as a power couple and, and do the speed greatness process with everyone and do such a powerful job. And, and to watch seven of our mentor maker students have an opportunity to own the stage and it's such a powerful example of, of what we're creating here in Limitless and, and that we have leaders rising up every single day and, and living their mission and their purpose and blessing lives at the same time. And, and uh, you know, Diane, um, sweet little old lady who was just all all day every day saying I just needed this this is so great and and her final uh, belief uh, at the end of day two was just that I am more than enough and and just to see her shining so bright at the end of the day you know there's nothing like this work and it's such an honor for me to have been able to step in and and um and just live my mission and honestly it just feels Stephen like I'm paying it forward because I was yeah. given that same gift and I'll be forever grateful to Gerald and Chris for creating Limitless and giving me a voice and a place to 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 just share what blessed my life and, and has been so miraculous for me, just these simple principles of truth of conscious creation. So it was really beautiful. Wow, thank you so much. And, and Kara, I know that uh, we're going to be turning some time over to you, but before I do, um, I want to just, uh, again, help everyone understand that you may have heard on Limitless Stage that, uh, that there's no Limitless in December. Well, I, I want to debunk that. Uh, <laughs> there is no Limitless Breakthrough event, maybe, but there is a lot of Limitless happening in December. And so um, if you've got your calendars out, please mark your calendars. There are some amazing events coming up that you definitely do not want to miss. Uh, you want to make sure that you're there, that your people are there, because Again, remember now, especially with the new enhancements to the compensation model, everyone gets a piece. If you're there serving, if you bring people there, um, whether you're there or not, if you're sending people there, you still get to participate, and you're part of the revenue sharing program. This is where, as a family, we get to lift each other and, and really work together. We've got an event coming up this weekend uh, in, in Murray. So excited about that. The second and third, it's going to be tremendous. We've got an event on the 9th and 10th is our Wealth Intensive. If you haven't had a chance to come to our Wealth Intensive, we're doing something at this Wealth Intensive that we've never done before, which is we are covering the bill. In other words, normally the ticket that costs $99 because it's Christmas time, just after Thanksgiving time, we're saying, hey, just bring all of your friends and family and yourself. Just come. Um, it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous event focused around how we shift the wealth mentality. And again, it's not all about just money, but it's about how do we wrap our mind around creating more wealth because the more wealth we can create within our sphere, the more we're able to influence and help other people, the more that we're able to lift them up as well. So this wealth intensive is just going to be tremendous. That's the ninth and 10th uh, of, of this month. And then the next week, and we make sure I've got my dates right here. I'm pulling up my calendar as I speak here. Uh, the next week, oh, which is, is it the 16th and 17th? Let's see here. That's the Salt Lake, Re or the Provo Regional. The Provo, yep, 16th and 17th is then the Provo Regional. So we've got three different Limitless events coming up. We've got two regionals and our Wealth Intensive. Um, 
get get there, come, uh, participate, become part of it, and uh, and benefit financially. I mean, I know that a lot of people, like I said before, have registered and are are planning on attending our event in um, in Mexico. But how's about going to Mexico and still getting paid while you're vaca- vacationing? I mean, what <laughs> what a great idea, what a great concept. So send people there, get them registered. Um, those of you that aren't going to be in Mexico, come be with us at either one of the regionals. Or, or at the Wealth Intensive, or at all three. Come, come to all three and participate and help out and bring people. Uh, it's, it, we're changing lives in a big way. So with that, um, I'm going to go ahead and turn the time over to you, Kara. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Stephen. We, you know, I just want to say, say something about you, Stephen. I, I just want to express my gratitude that we have you, that um, Limitless has you to support us and to back us up. And, you know, um, it's just, just a, a blessing to, to have you. You just have such a grounding and, and positive influence on this movement. And um, I appreciate you. So. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, okay. So maybe you can help me out, Stephen, if I feel inspired to do a breakthrough. Um, the, what, the topic that I, I feel inspired to talk about today, um, first of all, I'm really grateful to be able to be on here and, and to share my thoughts. So, you know, this time of year, we're just finishing up with Thanksgiving. We're heading into Christmas, and we have a lot going on. There's a lot of parties. There's a, you know, some of us are going to Mexico on top of Christmas preparations, and and. Uh, this is a busy, busy, busy time of year, you know, between concerts and shopping and, and uh, decorations and baking and family time and, and still trying to juggle our jobs and everything. And, and things can get really crazy. And then those of us who are stepping into this space of limitless, limitless land, some of us call it, <laughs> um, we're, we're entering that space of, of really actively um, stepping into conscious creation and using belief breakthrough on a regular basis to um, to create clarity in our lives and to move forward and create what we want. And um, some of us are looking for just really simple changes. Some of us are looking for miracles. And I think sometimes it can get overwhelming. You know, uh, I think this, uh, especially this time of season, with so much going on. And so what's been on my mind is just the simple idea of simplify your life. What can we do to simplify our lives this season and to still um, be truly effective in our work as becoming conscious creators? How can we still honor our family and our jobs and everything that we need to do? Um, And so I'd I'd just like to just share a simple (laughs) message of simplifying your life. Um, Hans Hoffman, I would like to share a quote by him. He says, the ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. And I love that quote because isn't that really what we're doing with belief breakthrough? Is we're, we're eliminating the unnecessary. We're eliminating all those limiting beliefs so that the necessary, the truths, may speak, may become part of our lives. And as I was um, helping facilitate this Salt Lake Regional and just with the, the countless <laughs> the limitlesses that I've served at before and the opportunities I've had to actually do one-on-one angeling, uh, something that, that is sort of a common theme, I find myself um, just gently um, 
having the the patron stop and and inviting them to to not overthink it <laughs> and and as some of us are are fairly new to belief breakthrough um that can be a human tendency is to overthink the process to um to get bogged down with the the just the sheer number of limiting beliefs that start to come up for you and you, as you become more conscious and that was something that came up at a region at the regional this weekend where I could just sense the energy in the crowd we were doing a, a lightning breakthrough and and so many of the guests I could just feel this heaviness in the room and I just stopped everyone and I said it can feel overwhelming can't it you know and they're all just nodding their head profusely because once you step into that space of consciousness it all just comes flooding at you you've opened the floodgates and it just comes and sometimes it can feel like you're drowning so I'd like to just give you a few if any of you are feeling this way um, right about now I'd like to just give you just a few simple tips on how you can simplify this process of belief breakthrough I mean there's lots of ways that you can simplify your life um, and I'm not going to go into all the details of how to how to simplify things in your home and in your business and and everything like that I'm just specifically talking about how can you simplify your work of conscious creation and belief breakthrough and the first tip is to just breathe and stay calm And the second tip is to choose a belief that will support you in the process of belief breakthrough. Put aside those, those limiting beliefs for just a moment and choose a belief that will support you. Here are some ideas that I have. Here are some beliefs that really support me in my journey of conscious creation. For example, everything and everyone comes into my life to support me perfectly. And as long as I have that belief, I'm not afraid of the opposition. I'm not afraid of, um, you know, the limiting beliefs that come at me because I realize, oh, well, I'm just learning. Another, another belief that helps support me in my journey is opposition is opportunity. I'm going to say that again. Opposition is opportunity. And the third belief that's very powerful for me in helping support me in this journey and, and helping me not be overwhelmed by all these limiting beliefs that can come up is vulnerability is strength. Sometimes when we are, are identifying all these limiting beliefs, we suddenly feel vulnerable and it can feel overwhelming and that vulnerable feeling is, is, could be perceived as a bad thing, could be perceived as something weak. And, and so our, our natural human reaction is to protect ourselves and so we, we shut that off and we, we put on masks of, of I've got it all together and things like that. But vulnerability is strength. Because vulnerability inspires humility. Humility invites teachability. Teachability brings lessons. And I'm going to get cliche here. Knowledge is power. The more we know, the more power we have to do something different. 
And so tip two is to find a belief that will support you in your journey of belief breakthrough. Number three, when you come across a limiting belief, when you start to feel overwhelmed by an emotion, simply ask yourself this question. And I hope you're writing these things down. Is this even mine? And if you get a no answer, just return to sender. Release it. Let it go. Erase it from your list of limiting beliefs because it's not even yours. And you may be surprised that a lot of things that we hold on to are something we've heard that actually belongs to someone else that maybe we didn't consciously or subconsciously even choose into, but we're carrying the energy of those beliefs and those decisions because of those around us that we um, are influenced by. So that's tip number three, is to ask yourself, is this even mine? And tip number four is do lightning breakthrough as often as possible. You know, there's something human nature about feeling like we have to wade through our junk. Like, like in order for things to really change, uh, it has to be hard. It has to be a struggle. And so we have to really process this. You know, one of the most powerful things Chris said to me one day in Inner Circle is he looked me in the eye and he could tell that I'd really been going through some deep processing, some deep belief breakthrough work. And he looked me in the eyes and I didn't say a word to him. I, I just looked him in the eyes and he said, Kara, you know you don't have to process everything. You just get to choose. And choosing is easy if you decide it is. So if you can easily come up with a new belief to support you, shifting is just as simple as that lightning breakthrough process of identifying the limiting belief, coming up with a new belief that will support you better, and then doing the work to repeat that new belief and create that new neural pathway in the brain. So then eventually your choices will begin to reflect that seed you've planted, and then the fruits and the evidence will begin to change. And it really is that simple. And so those are just some simple tips on how to, how to make this process of conscious creation, this um, belief breakthrough work in our daily lives, just more simple. And choosing beliefs that will support us in the journey. Asking ourselves, is this really mine? And just stick to lightning breakthrough. Do lightning breakthroughs as often as you can. There is a place for the full script and for that full process. But you'd be surprised at how easy shifting can be when you keep it simple. So I wish you all the most beautiful holiday season. I'm so excited to see you guys at these events through the through December. And um, I'm so so proud of everyone in our tribe for stepping into courage and, and faith and breaking through your fears and, and stepping into commitment and so much, you know, there's only so much we can do as facilitators, you know, as leaders in this movement. Um, if those who are, are, are coming to our events, if they're not choosing in, because ultimately it's up to you to choose in. 
We get to just share and we get to invite, but you're the ones that are choosing in. So I invite you to celebrate that. Celebrate your choice to be on this call today. Celebrate your choice to attend our event. Celebrate your choice to to move forward in your plans to joining Inner Circle or some of our upper-level programs. Celebrate your desire to be a better you. And through this holiday season and forevermore, keep it simple. I love you all. Have an awesome day. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Kara, so much. I really appreciate that. And I want to add, I want to, add to what you just uh, talked about there because really this concept of simplifying your life is such an important concept. I want everyone who's wherever you are right now, just take a moment to think real quick about the areas of your life that feel a little cluttered. Just think about it for a second. Where, where are there areas in your life right now that feel like they may, may be a little cluttered? Maybe you feel like uh, because of all this newfound abundance that you get to experience because of joining up with Limitless and becoming part of our tribe, all of a sudden the world is opening up for you. And if that's happening right now, there's something that, that uh, you could possibly be stepping into. There's this concept of the chaos of abundance where all of a sudden when your eyes are open a bit and, and you realize that you do have control of your life, that you are a conscious creator, that you can create whatever it is that you want, all of a sudden it's like a candy in a kid's store. Or candy in a kid's store. Kid in a candy store. And, and your <laughs> eyes get... Your eyes get real big, and you realize that everything is an option. And, you know, whereas before maybe you had placed certain limitations on yourself, now there, there are none. Now, you know, the tethers have been removed, and the glass jars have all been opened, and it, it, there are all of your favorite candies lined up on the shelf with nothing stopping you from grabbing and going after it and just, you know, enjoying yourself. And in that in that space, it can be uh, it can be difficult at times to think. Okay, well, man, I gosh, I love this. I love strawberry, you know, tart, and I love the chocolates, and I love the peppermint candies, and I love all this stuff. But I can't eat it all at once necessarily because my mouth will only hold so much. So, what do I do? And so, I want to talk about this simplification process, and I want to tie it into into. Um, Financial abundance, I want to tie into growing and building your wealth mentality. And really this idea of removing the clutter is so important because when we talk about removing the clutter, really what we're talking about is becoming the leader of our own lives first. And I want to, I want to be very specific here because when you become the leader of your own life, you become the leader for other people as well. And you don't even mean to do it. This isn't something necessary that you're going to be, uh, you know, that we're, you don't necessarily start off on this journey saying, hey, I want to lead a, a million people. But it often turns into that because as you lead yourself, as you step out and you begin to break through the limiting beliefs that are holding you back, people are watching. And they're always watching with this thought, well, if that person can do it, if he can do it, maybe I can do it too. If Kara Brandt can do it, if she can simplify her life and, and manage a family and, and manage doing limitless and all these different things and her passions and singing, and maybe I can do it too. It opens the door. So I want to talk about, first of all, removing that clutter, simplifying. And I want you to do this for, for a moment. I want you to write down on a piece of paper, if you've got your phone there, if you're driving, obviously, do this later. We will be uh, posting this call. But I want you to take some time 
to truly remove the, cl the clutter for right now. So I'm going to ask a question. What isn't working? And I know that's a loaded question, but I want you to get very clear and specific. What in your life right now isn't working for you? And if you're having any kind of hard time thinking of things to write down, then I want you to follow up with this, this question. Where am I wasting time? So I've come to understand that time is our most valuable resource, hands down. Time is our most valuable resource. It's not money. It's not energy. All those, those, those things can be replaced and replenished, right? I can earn more money. I can go to sleep. I can eat food and replenish my energy. I can rest for a while and get energized again. I can read a motivational story or, or, or talk or change my, my state, and I can, I can get more energy. But time, time is really the only thing that we, we don't have an unlimited amount of. We know that, that time is limited. We have 24 hours a day. That's it. I, I, no matter how hard I try, I, I will not be able to add a 25th hour to my day. So ask yourself the question, where am I wasting time? And maybe even more specifically, what am I doing right now that isn't adding to the accomplishment of my goals? In order to know that, you have to have goals, right? You have to, you have to know what it is that you want. So that's the next question is, what do I really want? Because in this process, again, this is all about removing clutter. Removing clutter allows you to move about more freely. It allows you to flow. It allows your mind to move and flow. It allows you to get in the space of creation rather than being bogged down by things that aren't helping you get closer to where you want to be. So to remove the clutter, ask yourself, what isn't working? Where am I wasting my time? And what am I doing right now that, that isn't adding to the accomplishment of my goal? What's taking away, in other words, right? And then, of course, what do I want? What do you want right now? Get very, very clear because one of the things that I've, that I've started to understand is if you want to become a true leader, a leader is someone who, who steps out. A leader is someone who goes out into the void, who steps out in faith, who understands that they can accomplish things even if they have never accomplished them before and is willing to make the first move. They're not waiting for somebody else to step up and play that game or someone else to, to step up and make that, make that decision or, or choose a certain thing. They're willing to step out and do it on their own. And there are some, there are some major attributes of leadership that I want to talk about here. And this is something also that I'm, I'm taking from, again, you all know one of my favorite books, Think and Grow Rich. I I, I went to a, a seminar not too long ago, let's see, maybe a little bit over a year ago, and at this event, Bob Proctor was speaking. And for those of you who uh, know Bob Proctor, he was a major contributor to the book, The Secret. Uh, he's a well-known author, speaker, coach, uh, mentor. I mean, this man is a, has been in the business and been in this world for just about his entire life. And for the last, I believe, 50 years, he said, he has read in this book, Think and Grow Rich. He has really taken this book and used it as a, a major tool in his wealth creation and helping other people as well. So almost every day, I think he said just about every single day for the last 50 years, he has studied and opened up this book, Think and Grow Rich. And as I heard that, you know, 
you all, for those of you that know my story, know that this is one of the first books that I really latched onto in the personal development world. And it's a, a book that I've really come to enjoy and love. There's so many amazing principles. Um, and, and honestly, uh, as you grow and as you change, you get more and more out of it. It's, it's just a tremendous book that way. But he talks about the major attributes of leadership, Napoleon Hill does. And really some of these things are, you know, are just so tremendous that if we will focus on some of these things, if we will focus on learning how to become better leaders of our, of our own lives, then a lot of other things begin to fall into place. It kind of has that domino effect. Um, it, it's, it's this concept of these small choices that, you know, when multiplied, uh, add up to these big, big life-changing moments. But it's all about these small daily decisions. That's part of that is becoming a, a leader in your own life. So I want to talk about these. He talks about the major attributes of leadership. And he, I, he specifically identifies 11 major attributes of, of leadership. First one being unwavering courage. Unwavering courage. I love the concept of courage. Um, I, I think courage is something that uh, is oftentimes, um, may, I don't know if I want to say not fully understood, uh, but I think, well, yeah, I think it's misunderstood. Um, I, I think that uh, there's so much that we can learn from in terms of how we step up and how we show up in life. Are we showing up in a courageous manner? Are we choosing courage? And it specifically says unwavering courage based upon knowledge of self. So who are you? What are your gifts and your talents and your abilities? Because if you don't know what those things are, if you don't, if you don't understand who you are really, it can be hard to move throughout life. It can be hard to accomplish goals because you don't have that, that basis, that founding. He says, no follower wishes to be dominated by a leader who lacks self-confidence and courage. And I, I don't have the quote right in front of me, but further on in this book, he talks about courage. He says, you know, fear, which is the mother of, of all evils, or I can't remember exactly what he calls it, but something like that. He says fear, you know, which is one of the worst of all evils, can be successfully overcome by repeated acts of courage. And I, I, I butchered that quote just a little bit. I know it's in here somewhere. I'm not quite finding it. But basically he says fear, any fear that we have, we can overcome by acts of courage, by stepping out into the unknown, by doing things in faith, by moving forward when other people would normally shrink, falter, and not step, step out. He said, no intelligent follower will be dominated by such a leader for very long. So if, we don't co if we're not willing to lead out in courage of, our, of ourselves uh, for, you know, for our own lives, then people won't be willing to follow us either. We won't, we won't be able to uh, increase our influence that we have. Number two, he talks about self-control. The man who cannot control himself can never control others. Now, of course, we don't believe in control, but this is, again, I think he's talking more about influence. Self-control sets a mighty example for one's followers, which the more intelligent will emulate. 
So self-control is super important. When we control ourselves and people can see that we have self-control, they want to follow. They, they, they want to learn how it is that you're doing that. Because, again, self-control isn't something that everyone has. Not everyone exudes or exhibits self-control in their own lives. So when they see someone that has self-control, that's seen as a strength, not a weakness. To be able to control your life and create your life and to do things and to bridle your passions and, and to utilize your gifts and talents and abilities in a certain way with conscious choice rather than as a victim, people see that and they want to follow that. A keen sense of justice. Without a sense of fairness and justice, no leader can command and retain the respect of his followers. So a keen sense of justice. Number four, definiteness of decision. Oh, this is a big one. Definiteness of decision. The man who wavers in his decisions, and of course you can put woman in there for any of these things. Stephen, we lost you after uh, the phrase you said. You could put woman in there for any one of these things, too. Okay, everybody, sorry about that. I, I think I'm back now. Uh, my, my phone just cut out for whatever reason, but we're back in business. So we're talking about organized planning. We're talking about becoming a leader in our own lives so that we can also then uh, properly influence other people. Uh, so they look to us. And I was talking about definiteness of decision, I think, when I, when I uh, cut out there. It basically says the man who wavers in his decision shows that he's not sure of himself. He cannot lead others successfully. We've got to be sure in our decisions. And even though uh, we may not always know every answer, having definiteness of decision, being sure in your decisions, and being willing to fail, this is where I think failure is super important and very, very powerful, is failure is so much better than indecision. It is so much better to fail moving forward in something, moving forward to accomplish your goal, than to sit back and never make a decision or, or to never choose to move forward. And so that definiteness of decision is huge with yourself. How often do you find yourself wavering, unable to make a choice? All right, number five, the definiteness of plans. A successful leader must plan his work and work his plan. 
you've probably heard this before. It's come in many different shapes and forms, right? If you plan to fail or you feel, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. This is the same type of concept, right? The successful leader must plan his work and work his plan. You've got to be willing to get out there and work the plan that you've set forward. A leader who moves by guesswork without practical definite plans is comparable to a ship without a rudder. Sooner or later, he will land on the rocks. Plans are so important, and so often in, time, in our lives, we're just kind of taking life as it comes. And I'm going to go back to this concept of having a, you know, a, a, um, a complicated life, not a simple life that Carol was talking about. If, we have, if our lives feel so complicated, it's probably because they're filled with things that aren't helping us. They're filled with, with moments and time that, that we're wasting. They're filled with, you know, maybe us... Um, not honoring ourselves and our choices that we're making. Maybe we're spending too much time uh, watching TV at night. Maybe we're spending too much time um, messing around or joking around. Or maybe we're, maybe we're just not planning it out enough. Have you ever noticed in your life sometimes that even though you don't, if you haven't sat down to plan your day, your day is always going to get filled up? Have you ever noticed that? But typically, it won't get filled up by the things that are honestly and actually most important. It'll get filled up by filler things. And not that those things aren't important. They're just not most important. And this is where this whole idea about decluttering becomes so crucial because usually when you're decluttering, you're choosing between really, really good and better. (laughs) You're choosing between something that's wonderful and something that's more amazing. You're not usually choosing between something that's horrible and something that's good, or something that's bad and something that's good, right? You're choosing between two great things. One just happens to be better, or is, it will happen to get you closer to your goal. And that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the trick here, is making sure that we're moving forward with a plan, We're not guessing. We're willing to change our plans if necessary, but we have a plan. And we're moving forward, executing that plan. And that plan means that we are filling our days and our times with things that are going to get us closer to accomplishing our goals rather than things that are going to take us away from those goals. So that's number five, definiteness of plans. Number six, the habit of doing more than you're paid for. The habit of doing more than you're paid for, providing more value than was agreed upon in the beginning. You know, one of, the, one of the penalties, and Napoleon Hill talks about this, one of the penalties of leadership is the necessity of, of willingness upon the part of the leader to do more than he requires of his followers. Do more than you're paid for. If you're contracted for a specific thing or a specific service or a specific amount of time, give, give some more. This is true leadership. Give more, do more, provide more. One up, one up that value prop- proposition just a little bit. And that begins to pay you more and more and more in return. It's, it's, it's that concept, you know, that the more you give, the more you receive. Well, it's so true. And especially as a leader, as you're looking to lead your life, as you're looking to lead others as well, the more you are willing to give, the more will return to you. It is a true principle. Number seven, 
And again, these are the major attributes of leadership. Number seven is a pleasing personality. Well, what does that mean, right? We have so many different personality types, so many different you know, subtypes within the main four that we talk about. I mean, of course, we know we've got our, our warriors and our healers and our visionaries and our oracles, but there are so many different personality traits and personality types. So how do we determine a pleasing personality? Well, he describes this a little bit. He says, no slovenly, careless persons can become a successful leader. Leadership calls for respect. Followers will not respect a leader who does not grade high on all of the factors of a pleasing personality. And I'm not going to go through all those, but he does talk about what those are later on. But, but you know, what are you looking for? What are you looking for in a leader? Are you looking for someone who has... Uh, who does what they say they're going to do, you know, they have integrity? Are you looking for a leader who uh, is willing to act out in courage? Are you looking for a leader who is a good listener? Are you looking for a leader who's willing to build up others around them? That doesn't always need to necessarily be in the limelight or take the limelight, but will give credit where credit is due. What are you looking for? And whatever it is that you're looking for in leadership Begin to implement, implement that immediately in your own life. Number eight, sympathy and understanding. The successful leader must be in sympathy with his followers. Moreover, he must understand them and their problems. Again, that's part of that listening that I talked about. Are you willing to, to uh, have sympathy and understanding with people around you? Number nine, mastery of detail. Oh... For all of you non-oracles out there, <laughs> Napoleon Hill here is talking about something a little bit maybe on the oracle side, this mastery of detail. Successful leadership calls for mastery of details, and specifically the mastery of details of the leader's position. So as a leader, what are those things that you need to know? And he's talking about them right now, these attributes of leadership. If we're not good with these attributes yet, you need to be a mastery of the detail of all those different attributes. And if, if your specific you know, form of leadership or if you're looking for a specific um, position in a company of leadership or whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish, then get to know and learn what it takes in that specific position. What are the details that you need to master? And then begin to master those. And mastery comes from daily application. Mastery comes not from all of a sudden you arrive at some enlightened state of mind where you're just the master of it. No, mastery comes from daily practice. Practice, practice, and practice some more. And as you are willing to practice and fail and practice and fail, and you'll practice and practice and practice and fail and fail and fail, and as you're willing to do that every single day over and over and over again, suddenly you begin to improve and you begin to really take hold of some of those different attributes and some of the different things required until you begin to master them. And the mastery comes because of the daily practice Number 10 is willingness to assume full responsibility. Now, we talk about this all the time at Limitless, this willingness to, a full, to assume full responsibility. The successful leader must be willing to assume the responsibility for the mistakes and the shortcomings of his followers. Now, that's interesting. You're willing to assume the mistakes and shortcomings of 
of your followers, of people that are looking up to you, people that you are leading, knowing that they are going to be part of the process. Part of the process is going to be making mistakes. It's going to be, it's going to be falling and failing and, and doing things in not the very best way because we're learning. This is part of the process. And a leader understands that that's going to happen. And a leader not only understands it, but they take responsibility for it. And they say, yes, this is going to happen. This is part of it. We're all going to be okay. This is fine. They step into that. It says, if he tries to shift this responsibility, he will not remain the leader. If one of his, his followers makes a mistake and shows himself incompetent, the leader must consider that it is he who failed. And again, this isn't, this isn't a bad thing. Right? Assuming the failures of those around you, of those that, that are looking to you for leadership, failure is a learning. So say it this way. You're going to assume... You're going to assume not the failure. You're going to assume the learning. You're going to take and lead out in learning. That's all this is. This is all this is talking about. This isn't talking about looking at yourself and saying, oh, I'm such a failure. Man, if people that I'm leading are failing, then I'm failing too. No, it's saying I am learning as a leader, and I will assume that learning. I will assume the responsibility for all of that learning because that learning is amazing, and it's part of my process, and we need it. And when you start to do that, all of a sudden those people that are following you begin to think the exact same way. No longer are they getting down on themselves and stopping in their progression. Can I use some more powerful language? No longer are they damned. That's what that means. That means to be stopped in progression. That means to be no longer able to move forward. But as you begin as a leader to step forward and as you begin to take upon yourself and assume the responsibility of those, quote, failures, or again, I'll, I'm going to call those learning experiences, then those that are following you are able to do the exact same thing. And then number 11, cooperation. The successful leader must understand and apply the principle of cooperative effort and be able to induce his followers to do the same. Leadership calls for power and power calls for cooperation. And you, you realize that you're not alone and you can't do it alone. Not only do you need the help of others, it's crucial, it's imperative. It doesn't work without it. So you understand that, that cooperation is so important. How often, I want you to think for, yourself, for, for a second, how often you've been in a situation where you've worked with somebody or had to work with somebody who was different than you. And that person showed up differently. Not only is their personality different, not only are you a warrior and they're an oracle or are you a visionary and they're a healer or whatever the case, not only are they potentially your complete opposite in terms of how they show up, but all their decision-making is also different than how you would make the decisions. Some of the decisions are even different than you would make. And there's a propensity... There, there is a, you know, we, we lean towards wanting to argue and fight for the things that we know, and I'm putting no in quotes, for the things that we know to be true, because we know it, because our perspective is one that's perfect, right? Because our perspective, obviously, is the best perspective, and so we will fight for our perspective. Cooperation says that there are times to fight for your perspective, 
there are times to really stand up for, for what you believe is true and right and good. But there are also times as leaders where we sit back and we listen for a while. Where we get to hear from the experience of other people. And we get to hear the warrior's perspective. Or we get to be quiet for a while and hear the visionary's perspective or the healer's perspective or the oracle's perspective and be willing to learn from their perspectives. Don't just hear so that you can speak and argue and and say your point. But as a leader, you listen and hear to understand, to learn, to grow, to become a better leader, to know how you can help those people who are following you or even yourself, how you can help them make better choices. This is all about continuing the conversation. This is something that I've been thinking a lot about for for the last several weeks, maybe even several months, is this concept of keeping the conversation going. And and it's really this it's really this idea, you know, if you look at your your greatest relationships, people, if you look at your greatest relationships that you have, maybe that's your spouse, maybe it's a son or daughter, maybe it's a uh, you know, maybe it's a mother or father or family or friend, whoever it is. Think about one of your greatest relationships. And I want you to think for a second that the only way that you can improve that relationship is by communicating with that individual. The only way that you can improve the relationship is by learning, by listening, by utilizing your ears more than you use your mouth, right? You've got two of those in one mouth, so you've got to use, you got to use your ears more than you, you do your mouth and listening to them, listening to what makes them who they are, how they think, the processes that they use, the, you know, what, their, what their brain does, what's important to them. And the only way that you can know those things is by asking questions and then, and then listening. And so the more that you are willing to grow that relationship, the more that you are willing to have the conversation, this means that there has to be constant communication. To, to improve a relationship, you're constantly talking. Don't be fooled that by thinking that you can improve a relationship by going to the movies and not speaking ever. <laughs> yes, you can go to the movies. That's okay. But if you want to really improve a, a, a relationship, it needs to be spent in talking, in understanding, in listening. The conversation has to continue. When the conversation stops is when that relationship suffers. And I will argue that the same goes with your personal power. When the conversation stops, when you stop speaking to yourself, when you stop listening to yourself and asking yourself questions and going to intuition, when you stop doing those things is when your relationship with yourself suffers, is when you begin to fall out of personal power. When you become a follower of whatever life gives you rather than a conscious creator or a leader for your own life. So once we identify the different areas of our lives where we've cluttered, and the only way to identify those areas of our life where we have a whole lot of clutter is by having the conversations with ourselves. It's by looking deeper within ourselves. It's by listening to ourselves. It's by asking those questions, what, what isn't working? Where am I wasting time? What am I doing that isn't adding to the accomplishment of my goal? 
What can I do more that will help me gain and accomplish my goal? Where can I learn? What can I learn? Who can I learn from? What do I want? What is most important to me right now? How do I prioritize my life? If I were to divide my day into 30-minute sections, how would I use each of those 30 minutes? And maybe if you want to get really detailed, maybe you want to divide your life into 15-minute sections. If you've never done this before, try it. If you've never done it before and you want to immediately begin to increase your personal wealth, begin planning. Truly begin planning. And I know for some of you, the visionaries out there, and maybe even some of the warriors are like, what, I have to plan something? I don't want to plan anything. I just want to, I just want to get out there and do it and have fun doing it. Maybe even some of you healers think to yourselves, well, I just want to go by intuition and I, you know, I don't have to plan anything. I just want to, I just want to use intuition and, and allow my intuition to let me go wherever I need to go. I will promise you that if you will do this exercise, you'll see things happen that have never happened before. Plan out your day. Take it in 30-minute increments. And, and before you start to fill those 30-minute increments with things, write down a list of all the things that you want to do and accomplish. Prioritize that list. And then grab your top 5, 10, however many things, and do those things first. And those things may not be the things that you love the most, by the way. Sometimes accomplishing our goals and trying to accomplish our goals and working towards accomplishing our goals, we recognize that some of the things that we need most aren't the things that we love to do the most. Some of the things that will get us closest to accomplishing our goals may not be our greatest strengths just yet. So in that prioritizing, in that simplifying, if you will identify those things that will, that will draw you closest to your goal, that, those things that will actually help you uh, take steps in getting closer to accomplishing those things, and do those things first. It's amazing all of a sudden what you begin to accomplish in a day. Not only does your confidence increase because you begin to trust yourself more because of the decisions that you're making, right? All of these different attributes that we talked about of leadership begin to start begin to really shine through as you plan. As you organize your planning, you begin to, to have more courage because you begin to trust yourself more. Self-control starts going up. Your definiteness of decision because all of a sudden you see that some of these decisions are working for yourself and wow, you're not just allowing life to happen to you, you're creating it. You start to get more definiteness of plans. You begin to provide more value because, again, you have more confidence that when you do provide more value, that the value will be returned because you start to see it. Your, your personality improves because you're caring more about others. You're, you're having more conversations. And again, I want to impress upon you that in conversations, it means listening more than speaking. Yes, you need to speak. It's important to do that. And I'm talking specifically even with yourself and improving your own relationship with yourself and your personal power. You need to listen to yourself more than you're speaking to yourself. Kind of an interesting concept, isn't it? Your sympathy and your understanding begins to grow. You start to master the details of you, of becoming a leader of you. And when you start to become a master of you and a leader of yourself, then all of a sudden other people begin to look to you as a leader. 
You become more willing to accept full responsibility because you recognize that in the space of accepting full responsibility for all of your actions and all of your thoughts and all of those of your team and your, the people that are, are looking to you, that you assume more power than maybe you've ever had in your entire life because you recognize that you are powerful and you are a conscious creator and literally every choice that you make adds to or, or takes away from what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So you begin to assume full responsibility. And of course, you cooperate with others because you want to. You recognize their gifts and their talents and what they bring to the table. And we recognize that, that everything that they have are, are all things that also you lack maybe or, or some of them are things that you lack and you, you need to complete what it is that you're, you're creating, that their contributions are imperative to everything that you're doing. And likewise, you then get to start contributing to their dreams and their goals and their accomplishments. Such a wonderful, wonderful circle. Friends, thank you so much. Um, man, I love this concept. I just want to fall. I just want to end with, um, with a little housekeeping again. This this month is just tremendous already. So well, I guess we're not even in December. I'm already thinking of December, but this month has been amazing. The month of November was has been phenomenal. December is coming up. We've got some great events happening um, this week. Again, we've got a, a regional on the second and third in Murray. We've got our, our wealth intensive on the ninth and tenth. Um, there are links out there for you to register and register your people to come uh, to those events. There's also a Utah County Regional on the 16th and 17th. Uh, get, get registered. Support these events. Buy some bulk tickets. Bring people to them. Come yourself. Let's change the world one person at a time by helping individuals, by overcoming these limiting beliefs on our own, by increasing our financial barometers by by learning how to increase our wealth conversation by overcoming our limiting beliefs and breaking through those limiting beliefs we then give others permission to do the same and so if you will help me just join in with me this uh here at the end of end of november so excited for what's happening if you'll just let me go ahead and take everyone off mute here for just a second as we end the call let me just hear you say a big and wonderful, I am limitless on the count of three. One, two, three. I am limitless. <laughs>